The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This is Soulful Living on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Terry Williams. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of Soulful Living here at Empower Radio. My guest today, Christine Arilo, is no stranger to my life and maybe to many of you. She's been on a few times over, I think, the last 10 or 12 years. I was trying to figure it out the other day and I thought, it's just a long time, a long, beautiful time to be celebrating with you and walking this path. Um, so welcome. Welcome to Soulful mm. Living. Thank you. It's good to be here, everyone. Good to yeah. see you again, Terry. I, well, Christine and I were talking prior to this that this is actually the first time we've actually seen each other in a live format. We've either been on the phone or via email. So this is really nice. And it couldn't happen at a better time as we are celebrating the launch of her latest book, Overwhelmed and Over It. And as a woman, uh, as a human, probably (laughs) now more than ever, that title resonates with me so strongly. And I know that there are just some beautiful practices that you're going to share with everybody today. I will take your lead and I would love to because I feel I I don't know a person on the planet right now who hasn't and isn't experiencing some kind of overwhelm. Um, So I'm happy to go wherever you want to go today. We can go big into big perspectives. We can go down into very practical parts and everything in between. So I will follow your lead today. Well, I think that um, it is such a crazy time, you know, for myself a year ago, a year ago. Uh, basically the last few days, I fell and fractured my femur and my overwhelm shifted. Uh, I had an opportunity to really slow my life down Mm -hmm. and to take advantage of it as I healed. Um, And yet, uh, you know, five months into that, I, I got COVID and my husband got COVID. And I know this will mean something to you because I didn't think my husband was gonna make it. He was so sick. Um, And my mom got sick. And so I was still back to overwhelm and override. And as I read through the book, some of it I practiced, but so many words had a whole new meaning for me. Mm -hmm. Well, what you're what you're talking about, Terry, is um, a form of overwhelm that brings us into toxic stress. And there's a difference between stress that's good, that stretches us. Mm -hmm. And then there's toxic stress that actually um, is what creates the nervous system breakdown, the health breakdown, the mental breakdown, the emotional breakdown. And it's called distress. 
So there actually is like good stress is called you stress. And mm-hmm. it is that kind of like, you know, you're like, like me, like have a book coming out into the world. <laughs> there is stress connected to this book, like we were just talking about. And I said, you know, I've stepped on the overwhelm line and I maybe even put a little pinky over a couple times. Um, but I'm not burned out. I'm not exhausted. I'm tired because yeah. I've been writing this book for three years and it is a lot of work to get this ready to go into the world, but I'm not burned out and I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not operating from a deficit that's going to create physical, mental, emotional disease in, in my body. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about, Terry, when a lot of people are, are experiencing right now is called distress, distress. Yeah. And Absolutely. that creates toxic stress in the body. And in the book, I talk about six different kinds of distress. So there's the distress that what you just described is called repeated hits. It's where you have something that happens that's, you know, distressing <laughs> and it's, it's challenging and you don't have any recovery time to actually allow the nervous system and the brain and the body to resettle. So it's kind of like the best metaphor I have is like those football people that, you know, the football practice people who like run into the that, oh, that thing. And yeah. so that's what you just described, right? It's like, so you fall, you break your, you break your leg universe, you know, saying, Hey, slow down. And also um, then COVID happens and then you get it. And then your, if, your husband and now then your mother, it's like, boom, boom, boom. There's no recovery time. And when there's no recovery time, it taxes our nervous system to a pretty big degree. Even like, Terry, you've been practicing self-love and self-care and all that for a long time. But what, but what we're experiencing right now, really kind of across the board, is so beyond self-care strategies and stress management and yes. time management. And, um, and, I'm, you know, and that's, when I, that's where I wrote this book from. I feel like I've been writing for the future, not knowing that we were going to end up here in 2020 um, with this great challenging catalyst. We're all in together and individually. Well, yeah, and what I really love about the book is that it's not really a how-to book. You know, it's not really a, um, it's not a how-to book where you're teaching all of these things. What you're teaching are, first of all, heart-centered tools that we can practice, but also, re-educating us on how to tap into our femininity and to honor it because as you say in the book we society has taught us a whole different way of living and what you're presenting is yeah you're gonna live but you're gonna live with a lot less of the distress and the toxicity that you've been living with since you are old enough to remember, at least for me, that's how I felt as I worked through this. And you know, and you used words that I absolutely love, like liberate. Every liberate is one every, of my favorite. One, yeah. one of my favorite words. It means to it means to free from constraint. To yeah. free from constraint. And I, the mission of Overwhelm and Over It, I think why it took me three years to, to write it, and I've been researching it for 10 and experimenting and teaching and more importantly, living it, is that, that you can't change what you can't see. Mm-hmm. So where and how we've been operating as a culture, a society of people for, and you can trace it back to the Industrial Revolution, you can go back to the Roman Empire, <laughs> you can go back you know, pretty far to look at the way our society has been 
structured has really not had the best interests of humans at heart. Mm -hmm. We call humans resources. Did you ever just think about that? Human I, resources, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, and we and we 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 operate much more like productivity machines than we do like human beings. Mm -hmm. And where we're at, what's happening right now is that everyone has the opportunity to wake up and see the systemic reasons why pretty much no one I know has been able to find work-life balance, has been able to manage it all, because the systems that we live in, that we work in, that we breathe in, that we educate our children in are all built for burnout. Yeah. Without our best interest at heart. And then as you mentioned, Terry, you know, we've been imprinted with like not just beliefs in our mind, but like fears in our hearts of not having enough, not being enough, not if I if I stop and I pull back and I slow down, I'll I'll, I'll be homeless. I mean, to kind of people can take it down to that that level, but we're not aware of the imprints emotionally, physiologically, psychically in our bodies. And so part of what's happening for right now is people's nervous systems and their imprints are kind of freaking out. Yeah. Because we're being we're being forced to take, take a step back and be like, why are we living this way? Yeah. Is this really supporting humanity and the planet to thrive? Well, and obviously it's not. It wasn't. You know, something came along, uh, we'll say just in March of 2020 for the U.S. sake, right? But something came along that pretty much stopped so many of us on a dime and uh, gave us a wake-up call. Um, but even uh, even working at home, so I have, an, I have a neighbor who's a teacher, and she has three children and her husband, and they're all at home, and she's trying to teach. She's trying to be a mom. She's trying to be a wife. She's trying to be everything except who she is. And... Um, like you address in the book, feels guilty about it and super stretched. You know, one of the things that I loved that I read was um, you feel guilty if you're overworking because you should be with your kids and you feel guilty if you're with your kids because you should be working. And this whole vicious cycle that seems like it's totally escalated right now. It is escalated. And it's been, I think, one of the things, if I could offer two things to give everyone just the opportunity to take some of the pressure off of yourselves and, and take a breath is two things. One, the, this pressure and the overwhelm and feeling overstretched and overextended. I just want to say to everybody here, it's not your fault. Mm. It really isn't your fault. And so if you can just take that self-induced judgment and self-induced pressure and just release it, like it is not your, it's just not, it's not your fault. It's, it's how you've been imprinted. It's how the overculture functions. It's, it's an impossible equation. Work-life balance is not an equation that can be solved. It's not how we should be organizing our lives and even stress management. It's like, why would you want to manage something you don't even want? It's like managing a room of two-year-olds. Eventually everything goes into meltdown. <laughs> so you just, right. You just haven't been given the tools and you're living and you've just been what we've been doing, especially as women, but this is true for men and all genders. It's not a gender specific, but I wrote this book for women specifically because there are some specific things that are tied to the feminine and what is yeah. going on. And I really believe that it's women. If we wake up, and we just could really see what was happening. And if we weren't so overwhelmed just trying to keep up, we would look around and we'd all look at each other and be like, wow, 
why are we doing it this way? Because humans made up all the rules, except for like how nature works. Humans made every system on the planet. That mm -hmm. means Terry's a human, I'm a human, you're all humans. We could mm -hmm. actually be like, huh, why do we work five days a week? Why do we all have 40 hours on our paycheck, but no one works 40 hours? <laughs> you know, like all, all of these different, there's so many, we could go on and on. But I think the other part I wanna say in addition to it's not your fault, which is a big thing to embrace because one of the reasons you can't get out of overwhelm and the overstretch is you're putting all this self-induced pressure mm -hmm. on yourself, which is really my intention is to help you see the self-induced stuff that you can release. Yeah. The systemic pressure and stress that causes you to overgive, overwork, overdo, overcompensate, overpromise that you can control and that which you can't. So then we can take an exhale and find a different way. And that's really what I've been doing for 10 years after you know doing the corporate thing for a long time and realizing that it was the rat race to nowhere and then became an entrepreneur and started having superwoman sobs, which are basically when the stress is too much and you just cry, cry, cry. And, um, and that was no more sustainable. And then looking around at my friends, whether they were teachers or they were, you know, whatever it might be. And I think what's happening, especially for people who are parents right now, you just got a whole boatload more added yeah. on. And I think the thing that we can embrace that can give you all some, some peace is that it's been ratcheting up for years. And I go back to my podcasts from 2016. I'm talking about how intense it is. 2017, I'm talking about how intense it is. All yeah. the things that are in this book. And it just got turned up like 100 degrees to make it so like you can't do more. You literally can't. We actually have to reimagine and redesign this differently. Mm -hmm. I, I love those words too, to reimagine and redesign. If I think about it, somebody imagined all this crazy stuff and put it into action. And it is no longer acceptable to so many of us. Again, listeners, I'm having a conversation here with Christine Arilo, and we are talking about Christine's newest book, Overwhelmed and Over It. Um, if you're just tuning in, uh, it's something that you're going to want to grab right away. It's going to help change your life and support you in ways that some may seem like common sense, but it's ways that we should have been taught a long time ago. We should have been taught to get off the hamster wheel <laughs> a long time ago, right? Never to get on it, yes, but totally yes, to get off it. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I like that even better. Thank you. Well, and I think this is, Terry, why for all of us, you know, whether you're a parent or not, I really believe every woman is a mother to this planet and every man can be a father and every being can, every being could be a mother. Like it's not just for, for women. We have, Absolutely. we can be leaders in this world. And one of the things is that you look at what's happening to the younger generations. It's getting worse for them, not better. Yeah. So there's actually a term that um, is widely used for college incoming college freshmen, just to give you an idea that um, that the, in the academic world they use, which is called crispies. And so what that means is there are all these high school kids going into college who are so burned out because they're taking all the AP classes and they have to read you know, them, get all the good grade. They have so much pressure on them. that They end up in college not totally being able to function because yeah. they're burned out. And 12-year-old girls coming home from school and asking their mothers to, for anti-anxiety medicine yeah. because the pressure is too much. 
I don't, I didn't even know what anxiety was at the age of, at the age of 12. I was, I was outside, you know, kicking cans and, you know, climbing trees and, and being outside. And the Yogis predicted this, like before, even before smartphones and email, there's this great lecture and I quote it in the book. I'm, I, I study yoga, I teach yoga. It's part of how I help people strengthen their nervous systems. And um, the Yogi, the, the Yogi science back in 1995, Yogi Bhajan, who's the kind of founder who brought the the Kundalini Yoga here to the West, he basically said something to the effect of like, the world is, the technology is going to get so intense that our systems can't handle it and we're going to get overloaded. And so we're going to just start crashing and then we're going to try to invent devices to deal with all the information. And he says this so beautifully, he goes, you don't need more information. You need to know how to make better choices, which is which is what you're saying, like in here are so many practices because we all know what to do. Yeah. Everyone, you know what to do to take care of yourself, but you're not doing it. And right. it's not your fault. Right. <laughs> right. And then we're in these boxes like more and more. And did you ever like stop to think that the technology isn't inherently good for our human systems? Yeah. And what it's doing to our endocrine system and our glandular system and our ocular system. I mean, it's, so don't, don't get overwhelmed, everyone. Take a breath. Right, take a breath. <laughs> it's all okay. It starts with, like I call, simple but significant changes just in your life. And if we all just do our part and we start making choices for sustainability in our lives, in our families' lives, and then in our organizations, this world can, can change very quickly to one that's much more rooted in wholeness and well, sustainability. One of the things that I have always appreciated about you is uh, beginning within, you know, it's madly in love with me and dare to be me and choosing me before we, this is just like the icing on the cake from all of those titles of your, your previous books. And also Hmm. nature, two things that you said, um, and that you do repeat in the book about nature was uh, human resources takes us away from nature is kind of what you said. I I know I'm paraphrasing it. But the second thing is when you were young, you would get out and play. You would go outside to play. Let nature do some of that healing for us. And, you know, my kids are 29, 30, 27. You know, my, my husband and I have five between the two of us, and they're all between that age group. And they didn't go outside and play until, unless we forced them to. You know, about the time they were teenagers, cell phones became this big demand and technology and computers. And yes, I'm so grateful for technology because then I can have these conversations and see your face, right? However, it can also seriously be a detriment to our lives, the technology. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that he um, had that foresight, you know, 30 years ago. Really interesting. It is. Yeah. And it and it's, <clears throat> I think, you know, the piece that goes back to what Terry mentioned you all is that, um, and why, you know, it was a challenge to write overwhelmed and over it. Cause I'm like, how do I write a book that actually gives people a path, a liberation out of overwhelm without overwhelming them? Yeah. And there's these big pieces that there are, there are big systemic situations that are going on right now that I really feel like if the, I call it the feminine heart, the mama bear woke up and be like, Mm-mm, 
no more, you know, yeah. no more. Is this okay with me? What's happening to our planet? What's happening to our children? What's happening in my lives? And we're so freaking creative. We would create a different way, but we've been so assimilated into this overculture. And, and let's, you know, be honest about the pace of life, but also what it, the skyrocketing prices of housing and like how much it takes to put your kids to school, like just to keep your head above the water. Yeah. And yeah. And so we haven't had, we haven't had the space. I mean, I have, because this is my worth. This is my job. This is what I do. You know, I, I was born to do this. And so we all kind of have the space now. Now yeah. here's the thing why the subtitle is embrace your power to stay centered and sustained because social and systemic change can only happen and last if it's rooted in personal transformation. Mm. Okay, say that again. Listeners, listen to that. Listen to that. Say it again, Christine. Social and systemic change can only occur and stick if it's rooted in personal transformation. Mm. That doesn't that just make so much sense? You know, I feel like I'm talking to everybody here. That makes so much sense. And you talk a lot about uh, being rooted. And I think there were seven different roots that you talked about but the bottom line is it has to be within for it to be effective for it to last and that's the part that gets hard and terry you know this because you and i have been connected for a long time ever since my first books which my first two books are, are really about self-love and the foundation of self-love and not in a mimi you know yourself but like deep like do you are you are you rooted in your own wholeness kind of way yeah and the work of the heart you know that's what's been a challenge for me in the last 10 years of, of, of really doing this work and sharing this work is I haven't it's been hard to get the intention of people you know, they, they, they don't, they have been too busy. There's too much going on. Yeah. They'll talk about mindfulness. Like that's like, that's okay. But to actually go into the realm of the heart and, and into the realm of like what's happening in our physical bodies, it's like, oh, well, well that's, you know, don't have time for that. But something's happening now because of and I, this, this catalyst, this really is a catalyst of 2020. And we're, I, I kind of look, think of it like we're like caterpillars who are in the goo stage that are, that are headed towards the butterfly but we're in the goo. And depending on how much of the inner, deeper work you've done, depends on how hot that goo actually is. And, but we're all in the goo. No one gets out of the goo. We're all transforming so that we can actually create a society and a world that is based on wholeness and wellness and sustainability versus human resources being sucked out and planetary resources being sucked out. But you have to be willing to look at yourself and be real about why, why do I overgive to my work and to my over caretake my family? Why am I afraid if I slow down, I'm not going to have enough? You know, why do I reach for my cell phone as soon as I get up in the morning? And what happens to me when I do that? Why am I on Facebook at nine o'clock at night instead of turning the lights down and just reconnecting with myself? And these are not to blame you all. This is to empower, to empower you to know that you have some choices you can make in just how you live your life every day, as well as your overall life design. It's called Harmonic Defiance. It's the last section of the book, Liberating Our Power. Harmonic Defiance is the power you have within you 
to change the systems and the ways of working that don't work for you, whether it's a family system or an organizational system or a societal system, not by raging, not by going banana pants, not by evangelizing, but by making choices that actually lead to your harmony and the harmony of the whole. Mm. I love that. And I loved that terminology, by the way, too. You know, people, as you said, find that harmony is based upon this work-life balance and also choice. That word is repeated over and over and over and over again. And if we go back to the beginning of this conversation, we do know these things. We know a lot of things, but we make choices that take us away from our wholeness and our center, farther and farther away. When my mom was sick, uh, one day I said, I can't get there. And she said, well, why? And I said, does it really matter? I just can't get there. And she goes, well, only if you're working. To me, that just 100% validates, <laughs> right? That just validates. Holy oh, imprint. Right, right. Holy imprint, yes. Well, what if I'm just doing yoga or meditating on my floor, right? But that's, that's really is what it comes down to. It's those choices. Um, Christine, we have two minutes left. I cannot believe we have two minutes left. So listeners, I want to reiterate that I've been having a conversation with uh, my self-love guru, one of, one of my favorite people, Christina Rilo. You'll be able to find all of her information on the Soulful Living page here at Empower Radio. And do yourselves a favor and get the book. I'm going to I'm going to show it here. I know you did once, but get the book. So you can see I have all my little tabs, right? I have little tabs. I'm so excited about it. Oh, there you go. Thank you to my wonderful producer, Tony. There we go. Liberate yourself from stress, overwhelm, and self-sacrifice. That's so beautiful. Um, we, I love for my guests to leave the listeners with something that they can take out into the day to elevate their life, elevate their soul, maybe to reduce some overwhelm. Mm -hmm. What would that be for you? Um, if I gave you one practice to start with, it would be become aware of what you're doing in the first hour of your morning that is draining you and what is sustaining you. Mm. Because if you allow the outside world into your sphere, your energy, your mind, your brain, your body, before you've set your own field, connected with yourself and protected your energy field, you've just invited in the chaos, you've become hacked. And mm -hmm. so it's one of the first ways to start making a shift is the first hour of your day is what determines the course of your day. So wake up, start to look around. Is this draining me? Is this sustaining me? And instead of draining yourself, reaching for that phone before you pee, brush your teeth or look in the mirror <laughs> and actually stay connected to yourself. No outside stuff until that's actually happened. Try it out, see what happens. And that's um, one small but significant way people can really shift and so they can mm. stay centered and sustained. And that's a really beautiful choice to make, right? As soon as you wake up in the morning, that, that really has the potential to change your level of overwhelm and stress. I just started really doing that about a month ago for whatever reason. I I was on call 24-7, let's just put it that way, with my mom. I was on call 24-7. When I was no longer on call, my phone went to the cradle. It's a beautiful practice. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you. I love you so much. And I love this book. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Much love.
Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify. 